Well, 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 we're back. Another uh, crypto catch-up, and uh, look who it is. For the second time this year, we've got the great man, Tommy Honan. I'm on track. Tommy, I'm you're on, on track, track for, for those the, 10. For my quarter that you um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you called out double digits for the year, so I'm on track, Matt. So. Yeah, once a month, once a month, and we'll get there. And uh, Pav, how you doing, mate? Good, good, good. For anyone that doesn't know, we're just watching um, BitBoy, the the great man, in a karate combat fight, fighting some other influencer, and he's throwing absolute haymakers. He's shirtless. He's looking great. It's not a, um, yeah. not a lot of technique to it, but it looks at things, and those haymakers are expelling a lot of energy. But you know, he's, he's definitely he's des- right. desire in the eye. <laughs> or is that something else? Yeah, he 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 seems like he wants it more than the other guy. So yeah. oh bang, he just I mean, yeah hit him with a big right hand. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'd I'd recommend hey, going and checking it out. Oh, he's he's got the hands on the knees. He's tired. Last <laughs> uh, <laughs> little distraction. Yeah, uh, but listen. Gents, this morning we had some big news or, yeah. you know, some, some big market movements. We saw Bitcoin surpass 50K, 53K. To 54. And then surpass 54K. So I got yeah. two notifications like simultaneously when I woke up and <laughs> and uh, things were looking good. So what do you make of it, Pav? Uh, it's just craziness. Like, I think the easiest thing to try and tie it to is just the Bitcoin ETF flows. So we haven't got the exact data for like what happened overnight, but on paper, it seems like I bet like the BlackRock product had their biggest day yet. In terms of volume, I think it was $1 billion, but don't know what the exact flow would be of like in and out just yet. But if we had to take away anything, obviously when we air this might be a bit too late, but the GBTC product, which has been the most sold, it's usually uh, just in the red constantly. It's had its smallest uh, day yet. So only 22 Bitcoin on the outflows in the US million dollars. So. I'd take that with if, if everything else is doing really well uh, and there's only that much sold on the only product that's generally being negative, it's probably going to be a huge day. Yeah. When you're up at these prices, yep. you haven't seen that since 2021. I, you got Anyone that's bought crypto at this stage is pretty much in profit. Mm. I wonder if we start to see everyone, you know, the Uber drivers asking us, how's your portfolio going? Are you in crypto yet? Yeah. That's going to start kicking up again, I like to think. Yeah, it's definitely expecting to see some signals coming through. I, yeah. I don't know. It still feels like we haven't got the retail noise yet. Like it's no. star- it is starting to build. Yeah. We're starting to see things like NFT narrative grow, meme coins, the AI narrative started to kick off again, which yep. we obviously seen in in la- last year, which was kind of the main driver of market movement to kick mm-hmm. off last year. So it's um yeah, it's definitely interesting. But I still I don't know. I guess looking at across the volumes, it still feels like retail are are yet to come in, which is obviously a good sign for assessing what stage of the market we're at right That's now. That's the hardest thing right now. Like it was easier decision to make about you guys like last year because it was a lot more upside than downside. Now we're pushing into all-time highs. Yeah, so it just gets right. harder and harder uh, to try and work out where this is going. Yeah, so Bitcoin, I think 21% as of the time of recording from all-time high, which is mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it's not far away in cri- oh, yeah. in crypto terms. It's not far away at all. It's in reaching distance it's for in, sure. Yeah, it's, it's in you say you say retail's not back in. I've got a little personal anecdote. Uh, just in the last week, I've had two friends. One who has never bought crypto ever. He's saying, "Hey, mate, looking to get into crypto. Have you got yep. any recommendations?" Yep. And then another who bought crypto last cycle is saying. Hey mate, my ETH's now uh, in profit. Do you think I should sell? Right. Okay. So they're starting to look at their portfolios. They're starting to take notice. Obviously, there's a bit more chatter amongst the office and amongst the, you know, the barbecues and things like that. So yeah, okay. I, I think yeah, m- maybe in terms of like search volumes and stuff, it's it's not showing. But yeah, in terms of you know just chatter amongst mm. friend groups and things, I think it's probably there or starting to come back. I mean, it fe- it feels a bit like it'll come in a massive wave. I guess that's what I'm kind of a little bit. 
not nervous about, but a little bit like yeah, gun shy. Like if you go back to the 2017 cycle, we seen this blow off top, and Pav, me and you've been talking about blow off tops for it's waiting for six, it. year, five, six years. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Do we see that kind of an event in this cycle? We haven't really seen it no. since 2017. So yeah. the previous run, we never got the blow off top. That's yeah. why so many people got wrecked because they're waiting for the blow off top to drive Bitcoin over 100k US. Mm. Never came. And we saw we we came back down and, and obviously we had the the bear market in the middle so to support your comments there on the anecdotal evidence ted we were at the brisbane lions season launch the afl team season launch as well last week and there was a queue of people players and people within the club queuing up almost to have a chat with chris and i just because they're oh crypto's back they're hearing a lot about it again so yeah definitely supportive that that narrative is well, starting to experts. starting to grow so yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to see after a couple of years of pain. <laughs> yeah, and just on top of the, I know you mentioned the IBIT. Uh, so it had a billion dollar trading volume day mm -hmm. yesterday, which yep. is a record for the IBIT is the BlackRock ETF, yep. which actually pulled it into the top 25 traded stocks in the world, which is crazy, right? And you think it's only one of... 11 spot Bitcoin ETFs. ETF. Yeah. So yeah. obviously there's a lot to discuss there. Like Eric Balchunas, if you haven't, if you don't follow him, I'd recommend it. He's like, oh, he's probably the first to cover all this news around the ETFs yeah, um, on Twitter. So, yeah. and then MicroStrategy, we, we all <laughs> yeah. know Michael Saylor and his company MicroStrategy. They just acquired another 3000 Bitcoin overnight for about a cool 150 million. So that man, they're just accumulating more and more. Their their total value would be so much. I'd love to see the calculation for every ten dollars Bitcoin goes up, how much that is going up. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be how ridiculous. Much, like, their value increases. Yeah, yeah. So something that um, I don't know if we want to dig it into it now, but I guess we're talking about all this flow into ETFs. We're talking about MicroStrategy and these singular entities having control of Bitcoin. I think I read somewhere yesterday that I think it's between four and 5% of the total Bitcoin supply is now within ETFs, yep. which is yep. pretty, pretty big number. Um, I don't know exactly what Sailor's number is. Maybe we can check that out later, what Sailor's um, exposure is, but it, it'd be less than that, I'm assuming, yeah. um, as a yeah, you know, single entity. But um, I guess the narrative now is about supply shock, right? Um, are we losing, are we, are we gonna have enough Bitcoin on the market for people to buy? exchanges volume is depreciating like there's less bitcoin on exchanges obviously the creation of bitcoins is also yeah, it's um, about to half yeah, yeah. That, well it's about to half and it's also they're not keeping up with the current demand as well no so, that, i mean it's, it's yeah. a good point you raised because yeah there's a nice tweet here by uh ryan ramasuman i can't even say that properly but Ras um, rasmussen rasmussen but the yeah maybe some fact checking needs to be done on these numbers but yeah the btc consumed by etfs in the past week is six thousand one hundred approximately and what's been produced by the network is 11,200. So almost 50%, like you sort of said, even on a week to week. Just basis, from the ETFs. Going to the ETFs. Yeah, well. Uh, and then that's going to happen in, what, two months. So then all of it's going to the ETFs yeah, at some stage, the ETFs, if this momentum yeah. keeps up, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it'd, you, be more than, it'd be more than all of it if you look at those numbers and if they continue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just mad. You talk about like they only have 5%, that might not sound like a whole heap. When you consider that they've only been around for you know one month, one and a half months, yeah, it's like, and it's and the nature of the buying too, it's progressive. It's not dump your bags and buy all the Bitcoin you can carry. These guys are usually pragmatically yeah. loading in, loading out, yeah, yeah, yeah. like ten managing. Year, a it's a ten-year plan. Yeah. It's some re with re yeah. some rebalancing along the way. That's really what these yeah. things are for, right? So yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's an interesting week, I think, that's going to boil out. And I mean, the one thing that we all love to see is altcoins showing strength. So this is a chart we've been tracking on the podcast now for a couple of months now. Total three for those listening. But essentially what this does, it encapsulates what's the total market cap of the altcoin space. And we've just seen it constantly put in progressive green weeks. And 
we're already at Tuesday when we're at time of recording and we're hitting, uh, yeah, $570 billion market cap. And I mean, once once this sort of breaks away, the real key technical level is probably about that 700 bill mark. So as long as Bitcoin doesn't do anything silly, and by that I mean, we start to see maybe ETF flows go negative, sentiment shift. We're probably looking to see it continue to go to the upside for a couple more weeks, maybe a month or two just yet still. Uh, or alternatively, we just have one big green week and then it's all over as well. So you can't discount every, anything and everything. Yeah. kind of indicates that there's probably a bit more green and upside to come. So that's 571 billion of 2.2 thrill. Yeah. And to give context to that, there, Bitcoin has almost 1.1 billion 1.1 1. 1 trillion Trill. sorry yeah. locked into it so yeah um so it, yeah it seems like there's a bit of room to grow for the altcoins yeah absolutely do you guys have a might be gone off on a tangent here but do you guys have a particular strategy when it comes to altcoin season and when like bitcoin and eth run and then you wait for the altcoins is, is there anything you look for there yeah, my mind is like I'm, I've, I've changed my, my ways but yeah it's like once you get into a position just hold it like a core position and then i will jump in and do swing trading uh, when, when the market is one way sort of running so when it's going sideways you tend to just get chopped up and lose quite a bit of money so, so you just say yeah. you reckon the earlier the better when it comes to altcoins for long positions yeah yeah i'd rather buy when things are just fearful and cheap yeah. and then just have the conviction yeah. that it's going to go to the upside eventually even though it could go down i'm not going to lose sleep over that but then yeah. when we are trending in one direction tend to try and trade that yeah yeah definitely on a tangent here but i mentioned kind of before the podcast i was looking at rivian stock which is yeah. the u.s electric car maker and they're at their stock price at like ten dollars and i think they were at 250 or 300 as an all-time high or something like that but um context that i'm bringing with that one is that's when i want to be buying all coins yeah. when they're actually depressed to that amount that people either think they're going to die yeah yeah or you know but obviously you have to select the right type of all coins and you know use it as a tool like we've always talked about using all coins as a tool to acquire more of the assets that you want like bitcoin or yeah. whatever it is that you're you know you're interested in inquiring more of so in terms of the strategy overall i guess i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but allowing Bitcoin and the blue chips eat, I guess, to have their run and then letting them cool off. And what happens when they cool off? Generally, some of that capital will flow. So mm. following those kind of trends and, and the market cap is a good signal, signal yep. for that one as well. Yep, absolutely. And I just want to call out, um, I should have done this at the start, but we do have a YouTube channel. So we put up full episodes on YouTube, <laughs> yes, YouTube and clips and also like some shorts. So go check out if you like the video we um share screen pavs brings up his charts and different nice. uh some nice some nice squiggles every now and then yeah so yeah. it just provides a little bit more context to what we're talking about so yeah go check it out um but tommy before we jump into the top movers for the week you have a bit of a, a story about pudgy penguins talk to me yeah look i guess it's forming just forming around the nft narrative i mean mm -hmm. a lot of people heard about nfts back in the last run it was trending yeah. a lot of people made a lot of money a lot of people probably lost a lot of money over the last two years tracking nft projects one of the kind of high profile partnerships at the time was pudgy penguins which is essentially a, an nft project partnered with walmart in the us tldr is they spent a bunch of money they actually created a product like a yeah. plush toy for yeah. kids to buy there was a qr code that unlocked like an nft yeah. an exclusive nft created with that project it's been pretty dead in the water nfts have been pretty dead in the water for a long time but i guess there's starting to be a resurgence walmart have actually backed and doubled down on their strategy to list I mean, when I say list, it's I guess it's like a listing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fill their stores with some more merch. They've doubled. I think they've spent another ten mil on that on that product to bring it into the stores across yeah. the US. Yeah. Interesting point is the kids buy it for the plush toy, where the parents might actually get it for an airdrop. So 
based on the chain that it runs on, it actually is potentially applicable for um, future airdrops across the um, ZK Sync network. Mm. So it's quite interesting that, you know, the kid just buying the toy that they like the look of might actually, you know, end up in a tax liability in future. <laughs> Either that or there's a bunch of kids getting toys that aren't one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, um, I mean, you know, we've we've obviously been following some of the airdrop stuff that's happening across oh, yeah. airdrops this well, year. Well, the Solana phone's been another one just recently. The Solana right. 2, yeah. the Saga 2. I, I, I bent my knee and I finally just, just caved. Did you buy one? Yeah, yeah, got, nice. Got the found the pre-order for the founders nice. window title because yeah, I think you're just going to get the airdrop to make up the yeah. cost. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it's it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's an interesting one. I just thought it was interesting to see you know a big brand like Walmart are backing the current state of yeah. of where we're at, and specifically that that project Pudgy Penguins. Well, that probably makes more sense, you know, to do with the whole uh, JPEG NFT thing that we yep. saw last cycle, where it's like there's just pictures of like penguins, pet and, rocks, and, yeah, <laughs> and what pet rocks, what, yeah, Jeez, what utility, like what are. Yeah. Like, what do you get out of that? I guess in this case, like, you get a toy, which is probably more attractive to kids, which in this case, yep. Walmart's, you know, selling to kids. So that makes more sense. But yeah, I don't think it's, it'll be interesting to see where we go this cycle with, mm. with NFTs if we yeah. see more stuff like this. But I think those kind of use cases for me just make sense. Like, not to say that displaying NFT art on a wall is not a great use case and I think it is but for longer term tangible kind of value tangible value is what it comes down to yep. we've all seen collectibles like baseball cards and yeah. um Beanie Babies and, you know, things like this where you can actually touch and feel and collectors will pay a lot of money in mm. future to have the full collection of X, Y, and Z, whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah, I think I think, I, I think it has some legs. I yeah. think it has some it legs. makes sense. A lot of people can understand collecting a set, but they don't understand art and the value in art. Yeah. Like this, yeah. maybe it's just that simple. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. That's right. Yeah. Simplification of these things and, and so, explaining it to about, people like. is, is really where, like, they don't care about the blockchain. Most people don't care about the blockchain. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can simplify that in a way that they don't need to care about it, they don't yeah. need even to worry about it. Yeah. Um, that's where there's going to be, you know, we're going to see a lot of traction. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah, that was cool. Alrighty, let's dive into the top movers for the week. So there's some key trends and narratives playing out here. I think the most obvious one that we've seen over the past sort of couple of weeks and even was a key trend last year is obviously AI. Yeah. Um, we spoke Absolutely. about last week the, the announcement of Sora, the text-to-video AI tool released by OpenAI. It's mental. Looks crazy. Have you guys played around with it yet? It's I don't. Released. It's available, but they've right. released yeah. examples of what it can do, and it is. They've been saying on X, just leave a message, and we'll reply to you with a video. Like the handpicking potentially, but right. but even then, it's like ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's nice. ridiculous. Like yeah. videos of humans that look real, and then animations and different styles. It's it's crazy. So mm, wild. Yeah. Anyway, um, but. On the back of that, we've seen a big AI narrative, particularly with SingularityNet. Ajax, its token leading the way. It's one of the top movers this week. And I think in general, just like, I know CoinGecko, if you pull up that link I've put in their PAV, they released um, some data around what their top trends are in terms of like people searching for coins on their on their platform and artificial intelligence narrative is is leading the way there. It's it's just ahead Makes of GameFi. Yeah. So yeah, like you're seeing like AI, GameFi, meme coins, the Solana ecosystem, they're kind of the top five is BRC20. It just kind of makes sense. So a lot of people talk about, you know, different, oh, there might be a layer two narrative, but this is what people are searching for, right? Correct. So this is this is legit. Of, it's, it's literally the space race yeah. to try and find what speculate what AI project is going to have a use case. This is an awesome chart. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna add this to my own bookmarks. Um, yeah. And if you go back to 2021, <laughs> look at <laughs> yeah. Well, look at NFTs at two percent, and also DeFi summer, which you know we call it. Or yeah. we have called it. Would have been so on top. Two point seven percent for DeFi and two percent for NFTs. They would have been at the very top, probably almost. 
AI wouldn't have, wouldn't have even been on the menu no, back yeah, then, right? Exactly. So, yeah, um, so that's a good way of looking at it. If you looked at, say, if this was available for 2021, you looked at the top searches for different categories of altcoins, would NFTs and metaverse and all that that perform the best be at the top of those that's categories? That's right, yeah. I think they would be. Yep. So yeah, not not obviously you base your entire set your watch strategy. set your watch by it, yeah. Yeah, but like something to keep mm. in mind for sure. Love it. Um cool. What else we got? We've got uni in the top movers as well. I thought I just wanted an honorable mention that it's been around for a little while. A lot of people criticizing the project. There's currently a proposal for a revenue share model for governance stakers. So I think the market's just pricing in well one of the biggest Ethereum liquidity pool providers and swap mm. exchanges out there. And they're also integrating with the likes of like Fireblocks and Talos as well. So mm. some institutional grade products as well. So the opportunity to have a revenue share on a decentralized exchange, that's probably going to be the biggest one on Ethereum still. I think would, a, lot, a lot of people are pricing in that. How would that work for users to essentially get like money back from the exchange um, trade volume, is it? It's in the proposal. I didn't go through it with the fine tooth comb, but it seems like you can get revenue essentially from providing assets for liquidity pools, but it's yep. also a reflection of what you've got staked is the proposal, but there'll be more to be released there. But I mean, it's a pretty common theme that we're seeing across newer decentralized exchanges to try and entice people to yep. come do some trading yep. there because I'll yep. get a kickback. A lot of competition in that space. Like oh, you really huge. have to, it, it, they have a hard time trying to di differentiate at times. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's good for us <laughs> because the products that come out are just better and better yeah, um, absolutely. at yeah, the moment. Definitely. So it's awesome. No one really loses. Um, but other than that, I just wanted to call out to is ETH Denver at the moment, which is a week-long conference that runs in Denver. But there notably might see some news releases across a couple of projects. They might just start moving with this momentum in the market. So if you are wanting to just keep on the pulse, that might be something to check out. For example, Gala Games up quite a bit. They might have something to do with the fact that they've announced they're going to go on their own mainnet later this year. Uh, and just a, an infrastructure play to give their token a little bit more utility. So that could be potentially part of the story. But yeah, I would just call out that that's happening at the moment, which is good to know. Cool. Nice one. Alrighty, well, we might dive into some news headlines. I think we've only got one this week. Yeah. Keep it relatively brief, and then yeah. we'll provide some more insights and hot takes on what we think is going to happen over the next few weeks. But Pav, this is your story. Yeah, there's not really too much to tell other than like we were sort of talking about, okay, are we starting to see the shift potentially to gaming, NFTs, as we just sort of alluded to, the um, Board 8 Yacht Club group. Uh, Yuga Labs have announced a yeah, million dollars worth of prizes put aside for their next V2 release of the free-to-play game Dookie Dash, which I thought was a joke when I first heard the name. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually pretty popular last cycle, but I haven't played it, I haven't checked it out. Yeah, for me, it's more as, uh, you know, is just someone throwing the gauntlet down to start the race now for Gamefire, just waiting for the catalyst to start, really. So that's, that's all I really wanted to point out with that one. Yeah, we've been talking about... Game for you and I guess the opportunity across. And I'll tell you, you've checked me on Triple X Games versus Triple X <laughs> before yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, but um, I mean, look at the Coin Gecko searches, right? Like it's yeah, it's second, there. it's second in the list. People are waiting. Can't ignore it. Some of the assets have been showing some strong mm. performance over the last probably eighteen months at this stage now. Like realistically, they've been relatively strong or led the charge as well out of the bear market. So mm -hmm. Game for and AI again, yeah. <laughs> top searches for a reason. So. Yeah, it's definitely definitely one to watch. I think there's so many amazing projects that you could, you know, mm. you could shortlist there. I mean, we talked about Immutable before being kind of a 
Would you, would it be fair to say that they could be kind of like an ETF play across gaming because they're involved in like so many different projects? I see what you mean. Yeah, like, a like they're, infra they're infrastructure player, right? Yeah, so, like yeah. Beam's a good one because it's like Beam is kind of like as well. the, the yeah. Apple store for yeah. all the games. Correct, yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah. That's, but that's, IMAX is the same kettle yeah. of fish. Yeah. So instead of taking a bet or, you know, betting your, your all your chips on one game to win, yeah. you, you actually have, you know, a bit of a risk-based approach, I guess, and, you you know, you're kind of spreading it yeah. across a number. Yeah. Beam is a good example as well. It's probably good call out alongside like the likes of Immutable and I'm sure there are others that I don't know about too yeah Gala as well you were just talking about they're a studio so they're developing multiple games yep. that may or may not take off so yep. you're kind of betting on more than just well, one that's where you can actually like as a investor coming into this you can look at the teams that can make up these studios too so yep. if they've got people from X gaming studios you know they kind of probably have a better idea have than, an idea what they're up to than yeah. a couple of 20 somethings just having a crack I think the uh, key thing to either, be but... cautious here and I got caught yeah. out last cycle is last cycle there were so many game or you know blockchain crypto games releasing and they all had like really great art and they looked great from like a trailer but mm. doesn't mean they have actual gameplay or users you know it's because just a concept art almost yeah because they can yeah. just pay you know a studio to develop a trailer and it looks great yeah. and it's it's just an animation essentially mm. so don't base everything off you know how good the website looks or how good the trailer looks or how good the visuals look like you gotta you gotta do a little bit more of a deep dive and games take a long time to develop so yeah and games are all community so if a community can't be built around an idea it's probably not going to be as successful yeah potentially mm. um you want to be able to touch and feel something same as a kind of pudgy penguin like mm. i talked about people want to be able to lift it up like download an app as an example like from the app store yeah. these are kind of things that i'm looking for that, where i'll be like all right these guys are actually making moves um in that gaming space yeah. it still blows my mind to think about how flappy birds and these kind of games kick off and where they yeah. originate and how they start and just the mass brand that accumulates around them in a short period of time so i mean that's the home run that people are looking for with these yeah. types of projects as well so yeah i mean it's i think it's on everyone's lips this mm. cycle and hopefully we all do well from it over the next couple of years hopefully yeah fingers crossed play some games in the process that's it yeah fun i guess just to wrap up i think um i just wanted to sort of point again like we talked about we're potentially at this point where we're close to all-time highs you're getting questions from your mates do i sell or do i buy more mm -hmm. if you're had to throw you off the fence. Where are you going to go? Are you going to say we're going higher here or lower? And kind of what's your thoughts? Why? Short term, I think there's probably potentially some more chop to come. I don't think, you know, we're guaranteed to just continue higher until, you know, the 18 months, you know, as typically does in a bull market. But I think over the next few weeks, we'll have a bit of chop. But obviously, I'm just confident long term in, yep. in, in having a bull market. And then a Bitcoin all-time high at the end of this year. So that's kind of my bet. I don't really, I know you're more of a chart guy than I am, Pav. So I kind of take what you're saying and, and run with it but okay. i <laughs> so yeah yeah, that's, yeah. Take on things. Oh, that's good mm. tell me yeah I, um definitely i don't think we'd see a bitcoin all-time high before the having mm -hmm. i think definitely this year we're due we are due a bit of a cool off but i've been saying that for a while now right now it just looks like we're gonna we're gonna pound up as far as 60k usd in the next couple of weeks like that's really what i'm feeling at the moment obviously it changes and we're in super bullish conditions right now like as in at the time of recording yeah but i mean just there's so much positive sentiment around all of the metrics are reading right for us at the moment mm -hmm. obviously if you have assets i would be telling people to start taking slight some profits off the table like at least reducing some of that risk exposure that's what i'm doing like not large chunks in such a bullish sentiment but just being sensible about where you're at with your portfolios and um i had a good chat with um ben simpson kind of about this on the weekend and you know obviously he speaks to his clients from collective shift about just having a strategy 
right? Mm, just yeah. having a strategy, it it doesn't have to be complicated, but just just having one there that you know you've got levels set or just or just for yeah, it. or just you know you've put in ten grand, you've got fifteen, and you want to take two grand out, like just small little things like that that are quite easy to understand. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be getting too scientific on these things. So yeah, what about you, Pav? I, I was bearish probably, what was it, last month, just because of all the technicals that were playing up. I mean, we've just sort of thrown that to the wall right now. For me, the volumes just look like they're just still changing hands at a rapid rate. So until things like, I think the key thing I'm looking to see is good news causes selling. That's the only thing I'm sort of looking to as some sort of litmus yeah. test right now, because let's say, you know, ETF volumes go bananas one day, but we don't really go that much higher on the charts potentially. I mean, that could be like a warning sign for me. I'm probably less trying to worry about where this thing turns around and just still playing the upward trend until it's pretty obvious that we're not going higher. But right now it seems pretty hard to not think that we're at least going to 60K from here. 57 is like, if you're looking at technicals, 57 is the next key fib level, 57,500. So I'll get to that and wait to see what happens next. It'll probably happen overnight tonight. But yeah, these ETF volumes are just mental. Like it's just Bitcoin's a scarcity, a, 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 you know, object is scarcity. So yeah. and if there's less of it, it's going to just keep going up. Like there's not too much you can do about that. Final final thing yeah. for me that I kind of have my eye on is the exchange, yep. um, exchange tokens, any exposure to exchanges, be it centralized or decentralized. It makes sense that the more volume that comes in, the prices go up, exchanges are going to get more activity. Generally, it, it does relay to their tokens, and we've already started to see that across DeFi with Uniswap and Uphav. They had some other news, but if you look across all the decentralized exchanges at the moment, they are starting to to gain some momentum now. Yep. So that's probably one narrative that I'm that and I'm even, starting to flash like green the again. Centralized exchanges, centralized ex as well. BNB, I think, from Binance is at a yearly high. It hasn't seen. That sold off to below 200. It's back to 400 over the last year. Pretty much everything. So, like, that's one area, I guess, that I would say, like, um, I'm watching at the moment to see what happens. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Alrighty. Well, we might leave it there, boys. Um, I'll just remind everyone we got the YouTube channel, so go check it out, and you you can see everything we're we're looking at and we're talking about. Until then, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.